Studio Stories, Studio Stories. A podcast reminiscing on Twin Cities dance history. All stories are connected, new ones woven from threads of the old. Hi, I'm Matthew Jindusky. Welcome to Studio Stories. Before we hear from today's guest, I'd like you to know that Candybox Dance Festival tickets are now on sale. Candybox is an exciting array of happy hour showings, master classes, and featured artist performances, May 2nd to the 7th at the historic Southern Theater. For tickets and more info, arenadances.org. That's A-R-E-N-A-D-A-N-C-E-S dot org. Today, our guest for our Studio Stories special Candy Box edition is Margaret Ogas. Margaret is a dancer-choreographer using an interdisciplinary approach rooted in dance. Her works tell surreal everyday stories through a collage of movement, text, and sound. Welcome, Margaret. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> good, good. Uh, great to, to have you here with us. Uh, I was first exposed to your dancing, obviously, as a instructor at the University of Minnesota. Mm -hmm. I got to have you in class with me. Um, and then I, I really got excited about your choreography, uh, which I first saw at the Choreographer's Evening in 2019 uh, that Supergroup curated. And I'm just so happy. I don't know. I was really taken by your presence on stage and, and kind of the work you were doing. So I'm really excited and happy to be getting to sharing your work uh, as part of Happy Art Artist in the sixth annual Candy Box Dance Festival. Oh, awesome. Thank you. And I'm super excited to be sharing in the Candy Box because I was in it in Taja's work in 2019, 2018 or 2019. Yes, that's right. Uh, so now I'll get to show my own things. Yeah, you're doing stuff. <laughs> yes, trying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, for your showing on Tuesday, May 3rd, you are further developing material from your solo, All My Teeth Fell Out, um, mm -hmm. that I believe was developed with the Pillsbury House Naked Stages Fellowship, correct? Yes. So I actually, I started this kind of um, process into this piece back in last June, um, when I was in residency at Center for Performing Arts in South Minneapolis. Oh. Um, and it was uh, just a 10 minute piece roughly. Um, and it was presented for a pretty small audience since there was COVID restrictions. Um, and then I, and I was just interested in this idea of dreams. And then I, when I went into my naked stages process, um, I just decided to kind of start from that piece. And then it really, I would say, developed into something much bigger that was um, more about like grief um, and these different images. And it was really, it was a site specific work at Pillsbury House. It was actually in their um, lobby was where it was developed and performed. So it was definitely responding to the space. Um, and that turned into a solo called Fantasma Mama. Um, but for this, for when I was thinking about, hmm, what do I want to do for the Candy Box Festival? Um, 
I thought it would be interesting to kind of return to that beginning exploration um, and really use some of that material and think more about this kind of dream world. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny now, I, as I read the title, all my teeth fell out. And now that you're talking about dreams, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've had dreams where my <laughs> teeth fall out. And I know there's like major symbolism. Mm-hmm of what that is. Can you remind me what that would be? <laughs> Actually, I, I have looked this up because it's a recurring dream that I get as well. Oh my um, gosh. And I think there's like different thoughts about what it represents. Um, but some things that I remember was like a feeling of like anxiety about the body or about your, your health or well-being, um, mm. whether it's physical or, or otherwise or mental, emotional. Um, and then I think maybe I might be making this up, but I feel, I think another thing that it represents is like fear of change or like big life changes. Huh. So kind of, kind of really anxiety. Yeah. Rhythm maybe within that mm-hmm. world. That makes total sense for me. Yep. <laughs> I have to remember when it comes up again for me. <laughs> A dream. Well, so I'm interested in knowing a little bit more about your process in making the work. You know, I know that you're exploring the dreams and storytelling mm-hmm. uh, for the dance improvisation and object. Um, so what exactly is exploration for you? What does that look like? Yeah. So um, for this kind of iteration of the work, I've been really focusing on um, sound. So I'm developing a soundscape. Um, So I started by using the material that I had already and then have just been expanding it throughout rehearsals and time that I've been developing. Um, And then spending a lot of time just doing movement improvisation. because I, I didn't knew that I just really wanted to dance a lot in this, in this piece and like move a lot. Um, and so I, yeah, I've enjoyed kind of developing a, a process like in rehearsal. So I have like a, a extended sort of warm up body preparation that I do. And then I usually go into um, just doing some improvisation to the sound. Um, and then at the same time, I'm now kind of starting to work more on developing the, the stories or the dreams that'll be, um, present in the work, which will probably exist in voiceover, um, okay. the sound. So yeah. Yeah. So how is it that you, how do you decide what to hold on to? Uh, from the dreams to then share on stage? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Well, actually, so the dreams that I have been, that exist, I've been collecting and developing, some of them are real dreams that I have had, but most of them are like made up. They're fake dreams. Uh (laughs) Um, Uh But they're definitely inspired by the types of dreams that I would have. Um, but I just made them up and kind of embellished and turned it into a more like solid story. Um, But yeah, I think 
the what I think interests me a lot about dreams is that it that they are a way for us to process things that are maybe difficult or just confusing or weird that we experience in our daily lives um, while we're asleep. So I think I've been thinking of dreams that for me kind of represent or speak to um, those like difficult things to to parse through. So like yeah. grief or um, heartbreak or um, like questions of identity um, or even just like, you know, daily anxieties um, and or hopes and desires too. Um, yeah. So I think I'm curious about how those kind of emotional pieces can be represented through weird stories that, seem nonsensical in our dreams yeah yeah and it makes me wonder how you in presenting that so is it abstract or because i know you bring in objects to to the work as well so mm -hmm. i'm just wondering how much like the narrative is that important or is the narrative um abstracted enough or um like how you're leading the viewer through that mm -hmm. with suggestion or very like think this kind of, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> no, I do. And I think that's kind of what I'm trying to figure out right now. I was just thinking about that today in rehearsal. Like, is there going to be very direct voiceover that explains what is happening? Um, or is it just, sound that really like a like music or a soundscape that elicits an emotion um with the movement um so yeah I, I do like um I don't like being super super abstract because I like the audience to know mm -hmm. a little bit what's going on <laughs> but um abstract enough that it uh people are able to develop their own narrative to a degree yeah. too. Um, but in terms of objects, I don't know. I think I, I often add in objects at the last minutes. Cause at first I was thinking, I'm not going to have any objects in this piece, just going to be dancing. Uh, <laughs> but uh -huh. we'll see. You'll never know. There could be a weird prop last minute, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember from your, uh, your dancing and performance uh, at Choreographer's Evening in particular, I was taken by your presence um, and just how you hold kind of, you held me as a viewer. <laughs> Cap captive is not the right word. Uh, I was captivated by you, by your, by your presence. And that mm -hmm. like, there was just this sense of really uh, kind of tr really, trying to convey something to me even though I might not have gotten something but there was there was like something in your eyes and the way you you moved um was a, I could see that you were sharing something um I don't know exactly what I'm where I'm going with this <laughs> but but I feel like that presence was really something that was quite powerful and vulnerable and mm -hmm. also 
just drawing drawing me in with interest you know yeah oh cool that i think is so important yeah that's reassuring yeah like i was like okay i'm 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 here with you you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) like like you, you drew me into that that place of of j- enjoying or joining you in the journey mm-hmm. uh, with whatever you were doing, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like that's one of the um, like challenges and exciting things about solo work too is that just being one person up there, um, you can really like draw the audience in and like bring them into your world. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's all you, you get to do what you want. I always remember, you know, choreographing solos with some dancers, you know, through the years. And it's like, yeah, you're the only one up here. So if you mess up, no big deal. No one's going to know, (laughs) you know, like that as well. Like that kind of that freedom in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, to, to really be in that moment as you are and who you are and what you're wanting to share, uh, which I think is, is really liberating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How is it that you came upon the idea of the dreams to that work? Was it, is it something that you tend to tend to go toward or um like where, where did that inspiration come from in following that? Mm-hmm. And, and is that, is that mainly, or maybe, maybe uh, processing something within your life mm-hmm. that you're looking into or. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I'm trying to, so I, like I said, I started this kind of dream exploration um, at, the Center for Performing Arts Residency in June of 2021. Um, And I think there was, I mean, it was like, of course, we had all experienced the intensity of the pandemic in 2020. um, And I feel like I just had a lot of like life transitions going on too. Um, And so I had had a lot of really vivid dreams um, Mm -hmm. for like the past months prior to starting the rehearsal process. Um, And that was just something that stood out to me. And I thought that, you know, dreams are just so full of imagery and symbolism. um, And it just, it seemed like an interesting avenue to explore through performance. Um, And I've always liked storytelling too. Um, And I remember, when particularly like when we were really like shut down during or like indoors all the time during the pandemic I was living with one of my good friends Vera and we kind of had this routine every morning we both worked from home every day Mm -hmm. um where we would be like making our breakfast and we would recount our dreams from the night before um and it was like this little ritual that we had um and and yeah I just got very fascinated and I feel like I am endlessly fascinated and inspired by dreams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that story as well. Like that, that just adds a layer of, um, you know, impetus and, and where, where things are coming for, mm-hmm. from you. Um, 
I wanted to ask a, a question about, did you, are you making the music yourself, the sound score? Um, yes and no. So <laughs> I'm using <laughs> like songs that are not mine, that I did not create. Um, and uh, some sounds that I have and some spoken text and blending it together. Wow. I mean, that's work. That's a lot of work right there. And mm-hmm. a whole other avenue of your creativity, kind of sharing that. <laughs> yeah. It just kind of happens every time. Like, <laughs> I make a dance. I'm like, I'm going to make this easy on myself. And then I have to make a overly complicated sound i'm i'm all in garage band but i do it is fun too <laughs> i enjoy yeah. it. yeah oh cool well i i just love seeing how active you've been and rather quickly in the community after graduating from the u i mean i think it's what two, three years out from the u i think so yeah is that right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so i just think that's so great and i I'm just wondering, uh, have you felt supported in your endeavors? Like, do you feel like you're gathering mentors and or guidance and in and, and getting to get your work out there? Yeah, I think so. I think, um, yeah, I feel very um, fortunate to have had a lot of um, opportunities to show work and develop things. Um because, yeah, when I graduated, I had like no idea what I was <laughs> I was gonna do. I didn't even know if I would keep doing dance. Um, yeah. I was very lost. But uh, I remember, um, I think it was like my last semester. Lori Van Weeren was like really encouraging me to show something at nine by twenty two. I was like, I don't know if I can. I have finals. Like, I'm so busy. I have to graduate. <laughs> um, and she was just, like, really prodding me. So then I was like, okay, I'll just do, like, a solo that I made for school. Um, and it went really well. And I feel like that was, um, like, such an awesome opportunity um, to just, like, get started. Um, and I feel like since then I've just – been like very like lucky and fortunate to be able to make connections in the community um I think Taja has been like an amazing um amazing mentor and so teach taught has taught me so much about performance and um you know making work um and yeah and then um I think most recently like the naked stages um fellowship that's was directed by Pramila um was also just like such a supportive environment um in a cohort being able to like really take time and um like dive into work and also having uh Jeffrey Wells as a director was so too um so yeah I feel like there's just a lot of like great folks that want to um, help and be supportive and um, yeah, want people want like younger dancers, dance makers to, you know, give it a try and yeah. Make work. Yeah. 
And it's such a different thing, right? I I feel like, you know, I'm going to speak for myself, obviously, but, you know, being in the University of Minnesota dance program and then like actually being in the field of dance, like, mm-hmm. okay, how do I navigate this now? And, and the learning experiences that you get by dancing for others, um, like you were mentioning with Taja uh, and others in the community, like that, that just really, you know, it opens your eyes a little bit to like, oh, this is how this works. You know, mm-hmm. like you just don't know what the expectations are, I feel, or I didn't, yeah. um, you know, in, um, I mean, I was, I was lucky to be performing and touring before I graduated, but mm-hmm. And with that, it was like, well, I don't know what, how to act on tour. I don't, what is, this, you know, am I supposed to be, you know, like, so just that, that unknown and kind of getting to show or be shown, like, this is kind of what it's like, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and have that experience, um, like anything, you know, rack, racking up experiences to deepen your practice, deepen your knowledge of the field and and knowledge of like hey that's not a good thing like yeah i'm gonna do this instead or Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. things like that as well so yeah i think it's just really really fun to to see see that and and hear from you as a fresher voice on on the scene as well and and getting to do your work Mm -hmm. yeah Well, so great. Well, Margaret, I'm super excited um, again to have you a part of Candy Box. And is there anything that I didn't ask about the work that maybe um, you'd want to share? Mm, let me think. I'm going to wear a really cool green costume. <laughs> I'm pretty sure for part of it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> That's all I have. Yeah. That sounds great. Um, again, I, I think it's just exciting to get a little glimpse into what you're going to be sharing and, and uh, hopefully people will be joining us at Candy Box uh, May 2nd through the 7th at the Southern Theater. Thanks so much, Margaret. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today and continuing to listen to Studio Stories. I'm going to be taking a little break, but check back in June for our seventh season of Studio Stories.